Can't they just focus on like making <laughs> vegan cheese really good? <laughs> yes, that's something I, I can't go for. I want, you know, I want really good vegan cheese. Okay, God, vegan you know, cheese is so, shit. So, listen, if you're a food manufacturer or whatever, and you're sitting thinking <laughs> about doing vegan shrimps, don't. Just like do something amazing with nut cheese. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Sarah. And hi, I'm Ashley. And, and we, we are, are Vegan Curious. It sounds so naff when we say it, but there you go. It was a brilliant idea at the time. Great idea for uh, for a podcast. Great name. No, you're right. That's an, a good point, Ashley. It is, it, it is a great idea for a podcast. It's just that our execution of the title was pretty pretty naff. And we make it sound really cheesy. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic for a vegan podcast. <laughs> okay, guys, the rest of this podcast isn't going to be like this. It's not going to be just Ashley and I cracking weird jokes. The reason that we decided to launch the podcast uh, was that we think that it's quite a polarising topic and we wanted to provide a bit of a balanced viewpoint on it for people who are vegan, but also for those people who are interested in it, who would like to eat more plant-based food and just want to find out a little bit more about it. Yeah, no, completely agree, Sarah. I think, you know, we don't want to be judgmental. You know, this is for, you know, if you're a vegan and you're curious about stuff, as we are, um, then that's great. But also if you're a flexitarian or if you think about becoming a vegan, I hope some of the things we talk about are actually, well, useful, possibly, mildly entertaining. Do we want to talk very briefly then about how we became vegan? Uh, I think maybe we should. Do you want to go first? Okay, so I've been a... I'm a little bit older than Sarah by a couple of years, I guess. <laughs> and um, I've been uh, <laughs> I've been a, a vegetarian pretty much all my adult life. Went to went on a holiday in the country. Decided I'd eaten too much meat. Couldn't look cows in the face. Became a vegetarian. Then about four or five years ago, started thinking I need to cut down on cheese and milk. And eventually, about four years ago, made that decision. Had a few wobbles in the beginning, and there's another section of this podcast you'll probably find out more about that. Um, and here I am, been vegan for about four years now. Four years, long time. Well, in vegan world, I guess so. Mm, but not in your lifetime. But not in my lifetime. <laughs> um, so um, I have been vegan for just over 18 months. Um, and I originally went vegan because my other half and I have been on a, uh, a very boozy and decadent holiday in Italy where we'd both eaten far too much stuff that was bad for us essentially we came back feeling quite bloated feeling like we should go on a bit of a health kick um and a couple of his friends had recently gone vegan and so he said to me i'm going to do veganism um i'm going to try it for a couple of weeks and i'm going to see what happens and so i hopped on board and we both decided to do it together it was quite fun um and that was it we never went back to it and here you are and here i am still a vegan yeah so that's our story and we're sticking with it Next, we're going to move on and talk about what we've been scoffing. Yeah, exactly. So every week on the show, we're going to talk about what we've been scoffing. Um, there's only one thing we can talk about this week, though, isn't there? <laughs> well, there's only one thing that we can talk about this month, basically. The whole of January uh, has been dominated by Greg's... Vegan sausage roll. Vegan sausage roll. So, Ash, tell us about it. Well, you know... We, you know, we have been talking about it ever since they made the announcement, and you know, I think it, it's obviously a big deal because number one, it's Greg's, it's High Street, um, and number two, it's obviously called this major kind of media kerfuffle with Piers Morgan and all these other people getting involved. However, the cynic on me um, begins to wonder: 
bear in mind how difficult it's been to get hold of these vegan sausage rolls that it might be a little bit of a publicity stunt. What do you reckon, Sarah Collins? What, so you think that they've intentionally made fewer sausage rolls than they need in order to create... Demand. Well, I mean, you know... Panic, so, panic buying. And yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, I was in Dalston Greggs finally managed to get one after about five or six attempts. And mm. it was full of, you know, not your normal Greg customers. You know, it was, it was vegans. And I mean, I think that, you know, it's interesting for Greggs, okay? So they've got an issue. The te- kind of people who buy their food, you know, tend to be people looking for value for money stuff. So there's a lot of younger people, okay? And then you have this big demographic change that a lot of younger people now are giving up meat, they're giving up dairy, they're becoming vegans. They're eating a lot less of this stuff. It makes total sense for them to do this. Um, however, if you want to make the maximum impact out of it, then you maybe have a bit of a shortage. It becomes a desirable thing. People put it on eBay. There was one on eBay the other day for 15 quid. Um, it's all a bit insane and Greg's are apologising oh we haven't made enough vegan sausage rolls so I think it smacks a bit of a PR stunt as well so this is really interesting actually because usually I think that I'm the cynic and you're the optimist but in this case I would tend to disagree because I think that regardless of whether they're available and let's be clear the ones that we've tried have been only in London so I'm Mm -hmm. sure that you know there may be differing situations across the rest of the UK, but there is generally a bit a bit of a shortage. I don't think they anticipated that there would be such huge demand for it, and I think that during the launch there was a perfect storm of publicity, um, which was fueled by Piers Morgan and his very public criticism of Greg's as a brand and of him spitting one out on Good Morning Britain. Um, and so I think a lot more people found out about it than perhaps they otherwise would have done. Um, but I think what's most interesting about it is that. It's 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 a pound, right? So it's it's, it's a so quid. it's so cheap. It's a quid. You yeah. can literally go in and buy a plant based lunch, albeit not a very healthy one, for a quid. And I think that is the democratization of vegan food. Wow, big claim from Sarah Collins there. It's a big claim, but I think it, I I just think there's so many like you know every every single vegan thing that you see and everything that I've eaten over the past eighteen months, two years is basically some kind of artisan jack fruit covered seitan burger with a side of banana blossom and actually sounds brilliant yeah obviously the stuff that you're eating every day actually um but i just think it's so alienating for people and also it's really expensive Mm. so the fact that greg's a mainstream high street retailer that is literally on every every corner has launched a really really low cost plant-based alternative is is a really big deal and i think it will it will open everybody's eyes and a lot more people will start trying plant-based food, which I think is a good thing. You know, not not suggesting for a second that they'll try a Greg's Eaton sausage roll and then all of a sudden be converted or anything like that. But I do think it's a, it's a big statement and it shows that there's demand for, for low-cost vegan food. So the other thing I, I did, this, this is another interesting story as well. So do you know the restaurant The Gate? I do, I love The Gate. Okay, so for people who don't live in London, uh, the gate is a bit of a London institution. I think it may be the first one was mm. in Hammersmith, may even be as old as 40 years now, 30 or 40 years. So there's, there's three or four of them dotted all over London. Um, and the big story with the gate, as a friend of mine told me and said, we've got to meet there, is because it's a veggie restaurant, it's gone vegan for January. Um, so I went and had some interesting stuff that was tofu, tomato, and other strange things going on. Nice terrine. It's quite 
you know, it's quite a market. Having said that, you know, it's not too bad if you go at lunchtime and um, you can get two courses for 12, 13, 14 quid. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not super, super expensive. Um, Yeah. But great. But the big question is, you know, is it just going vegan for Veganuary or are we now seeing this trend where all these vegetarian restaurants, maybe Mildred will happen next as well, they're all going vegan. So just to give you an example, there's a restaurant called Manor in Primrose Hill, again, one of the oldest vegetarian restaurants in London, Two years ago, they actually just overnight secretly went vegan, didn't tell anybody. They just stopped using, you know, milk and cheese. And it's been very successful. I mean, they, I don't think, you know, it actually probably become more popular since that's happened. And I wonder if this is now going to happen with the gate and these other places too. So that's, I think that's really fascinating. Um, also, because you are somebody who was a vegetarian and then became vegan, yeah. do you think that that's fairly typical? Do you think a lot of people who have been vegetarian for years are now choosing veganism? Or do you think there's... Because that suggests, doesn't it, that there is this move towards completely vegan restaurants? I, I think it's interesting. Like, say if, I said, if I've got, say, 10 friends who are a vegetarian, that have been vegetarian... For say, I'm going to say over ten years, mm-hmm. probably only two of them are vegan now. So still a lot of people who are long-term okay. vegetarians, and of those others, probably a lot of them have done veganuary or they've given up for a short period of time. But I think yeah, there is an over. You know, I think you know Morrissey. You know, are we allowed to still mention him? He went vegan. You know, after being a vegetarian forever. Um, Johnny Marr also is is a vegan. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people who've been vegetarians and then given up. Jeremy Corbyn is apparently transitioning. To become a vegan, or has been for the last year or so. So there's a lot of it going on. I think ultimately a lot of vegetarians will get to that point, and they, you know, it'll almost happen by stealth. Mm, interesting. So what have I been scoffing? I actually went to a restaurant. This is going to completely debunk my whole thing about vegan junk food now. Um, but I went to a restaurant called Genesis um, that's in Shoreditch, and I have actually been twice now in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, And they've got a kind of interesting concept, which is, I mean, it's vegan junk food, pure and simple, but uh, it's, um, they're sort of blending American diner food with sort of Pan-Asian food. So um, there's a lot of Vietnamese dishes, you can get hot dogs, you can get enormous burgers with coconut cheese on and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And actually, a lot of it is is very, very good. Um, And and it's kind of interesting as well, the the fusion, so you can get... um, a kimchi topped hot dog that kind of thing it's, it sounds great it's quite interesting so yeah really really tasty um, I'd really recommend it to anybody dinner for two was about £25 so it's fairly reasonably priced and I think um, I think it will do really really well what we've been called vegan curious we obviously have to have a section of what we're curious about and um, this week I'm curious about the fact that um vegan kind of markets seem to be disappearing. So um, the background of the story is um, about a year and a half ago there was a market, vegan market in Hackney Downs which is I guess right smack in the middle of, you know, for one of their word vegan London, it's where most of the vegan food is. And this market was a massive success and there were loads of people there and you would queue for an hour and a half sometimes to get food and Temple of Satan, Club Mexicana, all the kind of um, vegan company A-list were selling food. So, and then, you know, I don't live too far from there, so I'd go down, and it was a regular thing I went on Saturdays, and gradually started seeing less and less stalls there, and the quality uh, of the retailers was you definitely starting to be a bit more compromised. 
Um, and actually, the other thing they did, which was interesting, initially it was just a you know occasional thing. Then it was every Saturday. Then it became every Saturday and Sunday. Um, and now it is no more. It's finished, and um, it's a shame. So, as I say, it was organised by Sean, who uh, blogs as Fat Gay Vegan, who we're not worthy. He's yeah, fantastic, vegan fantastic royalty. vegan royalty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's sad it's going. Now, I wonder, Sarah, if you think that the market might just be a victim of his own success. Sorry, it's ubiquitous now, isn't it? The thing, uh, vegan food and, and also vegan street food specifically, which, is, which tended to be what they had there, right? Yeah. Um, has just um, rocketed in popularity. And so every single London borough now probably has some sort of either vegan market or vegan restaurant offering. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and in addition to that, now several of the chains, restaurant chains, have also started to embrace vegan food. So they've obviously got the, their own options on the menu. And so in a way, I guess lots of people might have made a hour-long journey across London to go to the market when there wasn't that many options around. But I haven't been for... I, I haven't been since I first became vegan. And I think that's because there's so many more options closer to home for yeah. me now. Um, one thing they, they uh, you know, again, that we're seeing a lot more of, and there was a bit of this at the vegan market, is um, fake vegan fish. And I know it's something <laughs> that you've been thinking about this week. It, yes, it is. So this week I was curious about the uh, heralded arrival of something called Sophie's Kitchen, which is a US uh, supermarket brand, effectively, offering fake fish. Um, now, obviously, fake fish is nothing new. We've mm. had things like fishless fingers being offered by Waitrose, along with a lot of McCartney. Linda McCartney, I think, or, maybe as well, and, yeah. and some various other different brands in the supermarket. But what was interesting about Sophie's Kitchen is the eclectic uh, mix of things <laughs> that you can get. So one of them um, was a vegan lobster mac and cheese, oh, which I just thought was sort of incredibly ostentatious in terms of a vegan fish offering and so that's I guess what this guy so I was reading an article in the independent and that's sort of what he was saying is that you know this is the arrival of, of, of fake fish um, because one of the other things that um, they do is smoked salmon mm-hmm. so I'm really interested to try that and I think what I'll try and do is I'll, I'll give it a go do you know what it's made of did it say is it soya or is it do you know I haven't really even looked into it okay I'm guessing it's so a lot of the um, fishless fingers are made of rice aren't they you know um, is it what are they rice protein or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. something like that um, but I know the fake tuna I mean quite often that's like beans and things isn't it fake tuna yeah I've never get, had it you can get fake tuna sandwiches from a few places these days can you yeah well, that sounds delicious I might try I might try that they do that um, actually in Planet Organic do they yes oh, right, okay excellent excellent tip everybody can I you know I'm you know, going to interrupt you now but I mean it, there's this ongoing discussion apparently in France about whether you can call like a vegan burger or like you can have vegan ham ham or if you call vegan cheese because the French obviously take all this stuff massively seriously and uh, you know they um, they want to protect I guess what, what you know it's all about their brand isn't it but the you know the idea of having vegan shrimp is just 
oh, it just blows my mind. It's just way too much, really. Do you think so? Oh, it's going to stop, isn't it? I mean, I think at some point... And, you know, I can... Like, a, a, a vegan burger patty type thing is just like, it's a burger, it's something. But when you're constantly trying to recreate things, I think we're just... Yeah. Gonna, we're hitting the end now. I think that it's almost... You think everything that, that, has, that can be done has been done now, and now we're pushing well, the boundaries Can you, can you think of something? Well, what would you, you know, what would you like to eat? Can't they just focus on like making <laughs> vegan cheese really good? <laughs> yes, that's something I can't I, go for. I, I want, you know, I want really good vegan cheese. Okay, God, vegan you know, cheese is so, shit. So, listen, if you're a food manufacturer or whatever, and you're sitting thinking <laughs> about doing vegan shrimps, don't just like do something amazing with nut cheese. Absolutely. So all of the all of the buyers for all of the supermarkets that are obviously listening to our podcast, take note. You heard it here first. Yeah, but you know, but how they're going to market it. That's what they're doing, isn't it? It's easy to market. What, vegan cheese? Well, no, not vegan cheese, but as I say, like, vegan shrimps. Everyone goes, oh, okay, I know what a shrimp is. And they make the association yeah, and they go yeah. and buy it. Yeah, right. Well, I tell you what, um, before the next one, I'll try some vegan shrimp and some vegan lobster mac and cheese, and I'll let you all know what it's like. i tell you what I do love, though, is, I know you like it too, is um, Sutton and Sons, which is North London, again, sorry, London bias, but... It's a North London chip shop, and they've actually got a vegan mm-hmm. vegan chip shop. Um, and they have cod, which is made out of um, b- banana blossom, um, which sounds bizarre. They do the toffee version as well, and it's just fantastic. I mean, probably a lot of it's down to the batter being amazing. Mm. And Club Mexicana, they do fantastic, um, almost mm-hmm. like tapas, you know, in a kind of... Um, you know, vegan cod thing, and, and they put deep fried, isn't it? Yeah, and they, you know, they put seaweed around there, and it mm. is good. But vegan shrimp, no thanks. So, as you're probably very aware, it's Veganuary uh, this month. Um, so, we've got a special guest on tonight, uh, Alice, who's doing Veganuary for the second time, and she's going to talk us through uh, how she feels about it and what our plans are uh, for the end of the month. So this week, our guest is Alice Cornelius, who is doing Veganuary for the second time. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us why you're doing Veganuary this year? Yeah, sure. So I've been veggie for about five years now. I basically convinced myself to do it and I was writing an essay about animal rights in uni. I've always really loved animals. I've volunteered with animals all the time. So that's been my big motivation to be veggie. Um, And I've always sort of known that even being veggie is a bit contradictory to my views and that being vegan is the right thing to do if you believe in animal rights. So I've tried it a few times and I reckon if I was single, I'd be absolutely fine doing it. But my boyfriend is an absolute cheese fiend who kind of forces (laughs) cheese on me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but I think I'm just going to take a stand this year. I've been doing it for about two weeks now and I've just found it easier than ever. So that's interesting. So what do you think has changed for you since the last time that you did it or is it just that you've got more conviction this time maybe more conviction just feeling more motivated I think as well this is the first year that I'm not in a shared house so I've just got my own kitchen my own space mm-hmm. so I think because I've got more of my own space I'm able to control what I'm eating more rather than having to share with him so I've got more of that autonomy which I think is really really helping yeah yeah and so it, what do you think the biggest challenge has been is it that there are things that you don't want to give up, like cheese, or is it more to do with the environment or options available? Or I think this year in London, we're absolutely spoiled for choice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
absolutely every restaurant that I normally go to has vegan options. Like my favourite restaurant in London is Bone Daddy's, which does ramen. And I'm going there on Monday and they've got this like amazing like pineapple vegan ramen there. And I'm so excited. It sounds best than the veggie one I normally get. That sounds so, delicious. Yeah. Um, what's the most challenging thing? I haven't really found it challenging this year. That's the thing. Because um, normally the one thing that I eat, there's cheese, but then I also do rely on eggs a lot for my protein. But I'm just sort of filling that in, eating lots of mushrooms, leafy greens. Um, I'm taking supplements this year. Is there anything that you miss? I mean, I know you've only been doing it for two weeks, so <laughs> that's yeah. not that long a time. But what's the thing that you think um, could tip you over the edge back into eating animal products again? I think it's just eating things by accident that you don't realise are vegan. And I have mm-hmm. noticed that a lot of things aren't very clearly marked still, especially stuff like snacks. So it's quite hard to tell sometimes if something is vegan or not, which is really frustrating. So I reckon it would be something stupid like a snack. And then if I have no... Um, no willpower I might just sort of go back into being sort of an occasional vegan again but yeah hopefully I can motivate myself to keep going that's one of the other things that I wanted to ask you is just how you felt emotionally so over the course of the past couple of weeks do you feel genuinely better about yourself for the decision that you've made you mentioned earlier that you're sort of a you're doing it for ethical reasons Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm interested to, to find that out Yeah, I think I do, actually. So, like I said, it's for the animal rights. And um, so one thing that really grinds my gears is Canada Goose, Canada Goose coats. And I see them everywhere in the winter. (laughs) And I just think, oh, my God, what the hell? Uh, But then I think, oh, well, I'm a hypocrite because I eat eggs. Like, it's the same. It's I mean, I know it's like a slippery slope, but it's the same sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm being vegan, I'm sort of thinking, you know what? Like, I actually want to shout at this person now. And I feel like I've got the justification to do it. Oh, just like everyone. And then you see little kids with the coats on and I'm just like, no. So basically after this month, you're going to be one of those people standing outside uh, the the Regent Street Canada Goose with a placard and and shouting. Brilliant. So, So it has, but it has changed the way that you have conversations with the people about it and you do now feel like you're coming from a place where you can actually be uh, forthright in your opinions and and air those more vigorously yeah definitely just less of a hypocrite really yeah yeah okay um brilliant and so come january the 31st are you gonna switch back or are you gonna keep it going i really want to keep it going i've just been finding it so easy this time round, that I just think that there's not really an excuse. Like I said, like in London, we're just so sport for choice. It's not difficult anymore, I, I think, really. So, yeah, I hope so. I'll be pretty pissed off if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And on that note, thank you so much. Um, you've been a fantastic guest. And uh, we'll hope that you, you'll stick around and try some vegan sausage rolls with us. So it seems like everyone's been talking about vegan sausage rolls as if they're like a completely new thing that's been invented by Greg's. And uh, we've talked at length about Greg's sausage roll. Um, So I think we should uh, maybe talk about some other ones now. Um, We've got a taste test going on here and we were going to have the Greg's one included. But guess what? We went to about six Greg's between us and um, we couldn't actually find one. I'm going to kick off now, Sarah and Alice. uh, You've got uh, some sausage roll in front of you. Um, The three we've got here, one is Linda McCartney. One is from an artisan coffee shop in North London, which has gone vegan, which I'll tell you about later, I guess. And then the other is a fries one, which we bought in Holland about. So um, get your forks ready and uh, um, tell me what you think. 
So this one. Yeah. So what's it look like? Alice has gone straight in. Can I just say? (laughs) Obviously quite hungry. Quite hungry. (laughs) Right. I'd quite like to have a bit of ketchup on mine. So Alice, why don't you review first and I'm going to have ketchup on it. It's nice, yeah. It just tastes like an average sort of sausage roll. It's a bit spicy. It tastes like meat, to be honest. It is quite a meaty taste, actually. Mm -hmm. This it's one. kind of like the spiciness is quite nice and the pastry is really good. It tastes quite unhealthy, it tastes quite greasy. Shouldn't all sausage rolls taste quite greasy That's though? That's true, mm. yeah. Do you recognise who it is? Yeah, I know exactly who it is. Who is it then? Because I eat them all the time. Okay. It is it's Linda. It is Linda McCartney, her legacy. She does an, sausage an excellent sausage roll, can I just say. You're right, it is quite greasy, mm. but maybe that is because it's, it's quite authentic. I feel mm. like it's quite an authentic sausage roll. Yeah. I've been eating these phrases, I don't know, to be honest with you, when they, she went vegan, they were vegetarian before, so I think it's probably about two years ago, mm. um, but yeah, they are, I think they're really good, and they're really cheap as well, I mean, they are two quid for, I think it's either six or eight. Pack so of six. Get, yeah, oh. I mean, they're frozen, but um, what do you reckon, better than the Greggs, worse than the Greggs, about the same? i say it's better than the Greggs, actually, I think the pastry's nicer. Hmm. I actually really like the McCartney. I think that's really, really good. While well, I'm chomping, should we try the second one now? This one? Yeah. So this is kind of slightly odd-looking one. It, it does... It, to be honest, it's not the most appetising of the trio. Um, I think it, it actually looks quite healthy. It's like... Really? Um, well, it looks quite beanie or something. It looks like a deep-fried Mars bar to me, but that's, um, you know... Alice, why don't you have a go first? Very chewy. Mm. The other one was definitely better. That one has a lot less flavour. And the pastry isn't as good. It's still nice. Any ideas what this is? No clue. No. It is the fries. Um, fry oh. family. That's why I don't like sausage it. Sausage roll. It's from uh, Holland and Barra. Um, I think they're quite cheap. Two quid. So it was, I, it was yeah, just under two pounds. Yeah. For one, though. For yeah. One. yeah. So it comes in like it's in the fridge, so the idea is you buy it, take it back to work, and then you microwave it. Um, so you're not that keen. Carry on talking because I want to have a go now. So one of the things, Ashley's just dropping cutlery all over the floor. Um, one of the things that I have an issue with with fries is that, and this is um, actually quite counterintuitive, is that it tastes to me a lot like meat. And I didn't actually eat beef before I went, beef or pork really, before I went vegan. Mm. And so actually, to me, it's a little bit too close to home and and it's a bit gristly does that make yeah. sense yeah it's true. it tastes to me like there's there's you know like a lot of roughage in it <laughs> i agree it tastes cheap doesn't it it tastes yeah like exactly it's made with something a bit nasty mm. yeah and the reality is it's nearly four times the price of the linda mccartney ones i know that the linda mccartney ones are bought from the supermarket but still it's got a funny aftertaste as well it's kind of got a very strange aftertaste mm. which i kind of quite like actually but I know what you mean about gristly. It does feel yeah. that kind of slightly odd kind of... It, mm. it leaves a lump in your throat after you've eaten it, is, is the only thing that I can say about it. Okay. Um, I feel bad that I'm laying into it now, but, but genuinely, <laughs> that's not, not very nice. And okay. um, I'm happy to move on to the next one now. All right, okay. So the third one. So we've done the, the supermarket one, uh, you know, the, the one freezing one, frozen one, one in the fridge. Now we're on to the North London artisan coffee shop. So mm. it's the only one left, so it's obviously going to be that. So go on. 
have a have a go. What's it look like? Do you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. this artisan coffee shop whilst we taste okay, it? Okay, so uh, you know the the shop is called the Fields Beneath. So it's uh, in Kentish Town. Um, it's under Kentish Town West Railway Station. It was a coffee shop two years ago. They decided to go one hundred percent vegan, so all the milk's vegan. They do fantastic breakfast things. So they they have croissants there, and they have. Um, croissants with like mushroom and um, marmite they do all sorts of strange things um, there's a chorizo roll as well that you can have mm. which is uh, you know I've never actually eaten chorizo um, but I can imagine mm. um, imagine it, it tastes fairly similar and this I mean what do you reckon then? Well I'd like, firstly I'd like to point out at this stage that Ashley is in no way affiliated with the fields beneath even though he just <laughs> proceeded to talk about it for about a minute yeah it's true actually <laughs> but he is a big fan um, I think this is actually delicious, personally. I think it's got beans in it, kidney beans or something. It tastes starchy, like slightly... It tastes much more plant-based, yeah. which I think is why I quite like it. And it's got a little bit more depth of flavour. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like there may be potato or something in there as well. Mm. It's very filling. I mean, you know, I think you eat a whole one and you'd be full. What do you reckon, Alice? It tastes healthy, which I like, and I feel like it's not trying to be meat. I think it's trying to be its own unique thing, which I really like. Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I, I would agree with that. I really like it. I'm going to have some more. So it just goes to show, really, I guess, is that, you know, inevitably, um, people that make their own, the stuff that ends up being better. I mean, I, uh, you know, I've got family in Lowestoft, in Suffolk, go there. They've now got, you know, unbelievably, they've got a vegan deli slash cafe there. The woman there makes the most unbelievably good sausage roll. Mm. You know, so it can't be that hard to do. Um, going back to the Greggs one then, as what did you make of the Greggs? Did you, did you like it? I thought it was quite similar to the Linda McCartney one, to be fair. It was nice, to be fair. You did give me quite a cold piece. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe if it was hot, it would have been better. I did like it, though. Yeah, it just tasted like a standard sausage roll. Nothing really special about it. Mm. Mm. But then, in, like, going back to the cost conversation, I think that's kind of what's quite important here isn't it is that actually if you think about it the Linda McCartney ones and the Greggs one are probably competing for a similar market even though you buy the Greggs one in Greggs and Linda yeah. McCartney in the supermarket but I think they're so so cheap for what they are and actually they're both quite high quality products I mean interesting how much, is, Greg- how much is that artisan one I think it's <coughs> off the top of my head £2.53 quid. yeah the, so it's I mean, three times the price okay um, but it was really really good but I mean mm. um the interesting thing about Greg's as well is it's, it's actually made by corn. It's got corn in it, yeah, yeah. which, you know, obviously, until about a year ago, they didn't have any vegan products in their range. Now, again, I guess they're pulling all the egg out that they had in before. Um, so, you know, it's great, you know, it's great that they're doing it. Um, do you want to pick a winner then, guys? I think your artisan guys have got it. I think that's the best Fields one. Fields beneath. By far, yeah. I think you can't even compare it in a way. Like, the other ones are trying to be meat, and then I'd say the Linda one's definitely the best at trying to be meat. And then, yeah, the <clears throat> the hipster sausage roll is in its own category of just, like, a different, nice, mm. tasty pastry. Next time I'll bring you the chorizo one, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> we should do a Feels Beneath special. Yes, maybe we should go there and feel we do it there. Yeah, good idea. Save the planet and make it heal You can help by eating a vegan Come join us if you're vegan curious No animals in your meals Nothing tastes as good as being vegan feels Come join us
Come join us if you're vegan curious. 